Radio brings you the 2023 National Arts Festival. Ootelezi, right on cue. Welcome to the fourth episode of Raden Q. I am your host, Nalet Dindala. It is the third day of the National Arts Festival. I really hope you, your family, friends or partner are enjoying this experience. As promised, I bring you another bang edition of the happenings of the festival in Makanda. Legendary queer sisters relate the stories of victims of gender-based violence. They sing the stories of those forgotten by the world. The musical plays the platform for those with silenced voices. These are the stories of women, children, men, and the LGBTQI plus community. Our reporter Wangambao brought us this. My name is Emmanuel, shortened Ima, with my stage name. Uh, Rettle is the surname. I'm a dancer, choreographer, performing artist, and I'm the producer of Legendary Queer Sisters. Legendary Queer Sisters um, is based on the struggles of U Simon Nkoli, one of our legendaries who fought for uh, LGBTI human rights, where U Simon was, was the first black gay man who was actually also part of forming the gay pride in South Africa. And Simon even went to jail for fighting for his rights. And Simon was a true hero, a true activist. That's why uh, throughout the piece you find uh, that ruffled feathers and bandile, they reconcile because they are also old legendaries where they were with Simon Nkoli them back in the 90s, early 90s, where they were actually friends and fighting for our, for our queer human rights. That's why I said, all right, it's legendary, queer, and then sisters who are all together. So it's based on legendaries who are actually fighting and also telling the stories of those who passed on and how community has perceived us. I'm a poet I'm from Kimberley, Khalishiwa. I was playing a part of Raffled Feathers. In this part, I'm a poet and I write the story from the times of uh, Simon Tseko Ngoli, from the times I tell the people where we come from as a human rights and more importantly, an LGBTIQA plus activist in there. So in the performance, in the play, in the production, I tell the story of where we came from, what, how we struggled, the fights. I tell how most people like Simon have given up their lives, their times for the queer community. You know, at the end, I mentioned that uh, we have the EDPM, which is the Embrace Diverse a Political Movement, which is part of the leading um, uh, political movement in the country, which has actually has a seat within the government for us to be able to contribute to the entire nation and to have a voice. And with all of those opportunities I, in the performance, I urge our community, more importantly, to realize and to see that we actually have a platform and we can voice out and be heard 
And actually today we can carry the flag, wear these colours with pride and it's not as bad as it was where we come from. The Native and the Umbilical Code is a workshop that explores pre-colonial stories that are preserved in writing. It explores the concept of Inkaaba, a concept that is used in African languages. Nomalangam Kize presents the historical memory and the yearning to connect the past with the present community. Zandi Lechilana, our reporter, brought us this. What do Africans say? Where is my umbilical cord? Right. Now, think about that concept. Where is your umbilical cord of history? Professor Nomalangam Kize works at Nelson Mandela University. She is running a workshop on history at the National Arts Festival. Kize explores some of the pre-colonial stories that were preserved in writing by the first Tosa converts. She says her approach is to investigate history using the concept of the umbilical cord, Nkaba, a concept by which African languages question their origins and historical memory to connect the past with the present community. Now, think about that concept. Where is your umbilical cord of history? Where do you start looking? If you don't know a story just from 1400, just 1400 now, so I had to start thinking, if we want to think about teaching history in South Africa, we have to think even deeper, because one of the problems is black history in South Africa was destroyed by 300 years of colonialism and also very actively destroyed by apartheid government. You all know that story. In this case, we will look at Tsiha, Joafa, and Chao. A story, who caused what? In this case, we will see what apparently Chao caused a, a split. Okay. Time. When did it happen? 1400? 1500? Okay. Maybe this one is a 1500 story. I'm still working it out. Place. Where did it happen? Somewhere in the Eastern Cape. Same course. Same course. Same course. Same course. It was the 1857. Uh, uh, natives, as they called them then. They decided. And they recorded these ones. So William Kekalekai decided to record the history of Inkosis, about Kos. Why are the, uh, how the Kosa royal lineage emerged that leads to the royal lineages of today? Yeah. Nkise explains how she thinks the concept of Inkaba can be broadened in our African cultures and help restore our indigenous knowledge. Basically, um, if you understand the concept of Inkaba, you understand, the con you understand that your personhood and what you know as a person depends on others as well. That there is no way for you to be the only knower. There are others who have known before you and others who will know after you. So then it means your African identity is rooted in a shared, uh, that knowledge is a shared product. And it's a shared way of doing, coming to intelligence. That in fact, intelligence is not simply being able to think on your own, but you, when you, even when you think on your own, you are thinking on the shoulders of others. So it's a humbling conception of knowledge. You can't go around being arrogant once I tell you, Guti, actually, when a PhD, I, I cannot be arrogant. I mean, I cannot talk about closer history because I need Amakosa to do it and help me and others. Not just only Amakosa, but I can accept that the professor Ongazinto.
but it doesn't make me feel less qualified because I'm coming from a point of view of umdomnyama. So even though I have learned on desire, understand because now exploit and the Boston Philharmonic Youth Orchestra has hit the last leg of their South African tour and has symphonically captured the hearts of Nzansi. The orchestra comprised of 12 to 21-year-old instrumentalist conducted by world-renowned Benjamin Zander. Their National Art Festival appearance is a significant one due to the fact that the orchestra will be performing their repertoire for the last time together. Audiences were strung by the classical music performance, leaving the orchestra and the conductor with a standing ovation. My name is Henry Monroe and I'm from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. How old are you, Henry? I'm 16 years old. So Henry, how long have you been playing with the orchestra? This is actually my first year uh, playing with Boston Philharmonic Youth Orchestra. And what instrument do you play? I am a cellist. So what is it like being a part of this orchestra? Um, So every weekend on a Saturday we rehearse for four hours and then Three times, roughly, during the year, we have one concert, and then at the end, we go on a, a tour to uh, one specific place and just play there for two weeks. And how did you get into playing with the orchestra? So I've had two sisters go through this orchestra program. That was how I was introduced to it, and now I've more. And they were brought into it by just how like impactful of a goal that Ben has, Mr. Zander has for this orchestra. And after this, what do you hope to do? Um, I hope to just be able to continue, like helping, er, in, like showing as many people as possible what I'm doing here, and just continue. To- I caught conductor Benjamin Zander as he was leaving backstage mingling with his guests. Why do you say close to perfection? Well, it, nothing you, is perfect. You'll never find perfection. Nothing is perfect. But it was very close. Closer than, I think, uh, any concert. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was virtually perfect. And, you know, we've given so many rehearsals and so many concerts, and now it's the last one, and just just was easy. And, and the, every, and the hall is very, it's very unflattering. It doesn't make the orchestra sound great. Okay. But it's very clear, so you hear every single note. And they could hear each other in a way that they often can't. And so the, the precision was just absolutely spectacular, as well as heartfelt and full of warmth and beautiful phrasing. And, yeah, it was a great... I could tell the audience people. There were some very sophisticated people here who knew music very well. And they were just, what the English say, gobsmacked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they were totally, totally amazed. And we've had a wonderful time. It's a great way of ending. It's a very difficult program, and they played it impeccably. And so now they can be proud and go off with their lives. Once part of this family, forever part of this family. We ended off with that nice live experience. Our reporters took it to the buzzing streets of Makanda, asking festival attendees where the vibe is at. 
Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm one of the co-owners of the Long Table Restaurant. We're at least 28 years old and we're not really certain if it's 28, 29 or 30. But we do believe we're an institution since we've been here for so long. And we're a pop-up restaurant, temporary. Just go up for the festival and then we, you know, take it all down again. But it's all about attracting artists, performers, audience to mingle and chat. You're not isolated on your own little tables. You stand in a queue, you meet people, you talk about the shows, you sit along long tables, chat with your neighbours about what you saw. So I think it's quite um, community orientated, you know? My name is Ryan and you go from 37 to try to like a, a soft casual night definitely champs is your place to go or if you're looking for if, oh my name's raven but if you're looking for posties mikasa is normally the place to go uh, my name is ezra uh, for cheap shots you just go to champs triple s gramestown's very cheap 10 rand shots and your mixes and whatnot 25 rand there's always a special because it's festival and it's and it's who, and it's who you know where you get in with your your plugs and whatnot I tell them to explore the town because there's so much happening. There's a pride party happening at Triple S, there's vibes and karaoke happening at the Rad, um, there's like a whole situation happening at Friars. So there's so much happening like around. I tell them like don't go to a specific place but rather explore the town because that's what NAP is for. That is all for this episode. Catch us on our socials on Instagram at q.online, IonoFM, and RMR89.7. Q Radio brings you the 2023 National Arts Festival. Hashtag, it's a Q Radio.